So hello, hi, and welcome again to the Terminal Podcast, where in the end, it's all about the numbers. This is a show about baseball when in season, but it's not always baseball season. I am your host, and we are broadcasting high above Civic Center Station in downtown Atlanta. And tonight, we'll be talking comedy with one of the hottest comedians in the greater Atlanta metro area, at least according to this thermometer, it's Laney Laney Farmer. I'm gonna mess up your name a couple of times, probably. Laney That's Farmer. Right. I get it right the first time. Yeah, Lanny, like Danny with an L is what I tell people. So. All right. Uh, my history with Lanny, if you don't mind, if I call you Lanny, please. Uh, about a decade ago, we both worked in an office. Uh, I can honestly say, adding to the initial building blocks to the AI algorithm, we all cry and complain about today. Uh, we were putting in content based off of specific variables. So you would search that and therefore then you'd find this information. So I don't know about you, but how often do you think about luxury, pet friendly, two bedroom apartments near Nashville or enter city here? I have nightmares about them, to be honest. I, I still remember all that too. It's like now when I see keywords in content, I'm like, man, that. I, I remember doing that. So is it, I mean, is it kind of like I, I jokingly say it, but it's like that's essentially what everybody kind of, you know, has broken it down to in, in with search tabs and all stuff like that. That's what yeah. it kind of started from. But, you know, yep. about a decade ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's hard to believe it was uh, that long ago. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but yeah, that's, yeah it was 2020. That's, I think 2013 was the year I left. So, yeah, 10 years. It's a long time. So you left. So when did you sort of, you know, I get I'm assuming that you're this comedy thing, you're doing it full time. This is your this is your A one job, so to speak. Yes um, or no? Or it's it's not my full time job. Uh I do it. Um I have, you know, I right now I I work like four jobs. Um okay. <laughs> but comedy <laughs> comedy is my fifth job, but um, you know, it's 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 opened a lot of doors for me, especially in the last couple of years. Uh, I've been um, traveling a lot more, uh, doing festivals. Um, I've gotten my foot in the door at a couple comedy clubs. So I'm I'm working. I'm trying to get to the goal is to get to to, to do weekend work, which is where they'll, they'll pay you to come in and uh, either host or feature or or the dream is to headline but it, it takes takes time to get there. But I'm at the I'm in the hosting phase of the the comedy career, which is it's it's pretty nice. I like where I'm at. Well, I was gonna ask. So I am, you know, I see you on your Facebook thread because that's just the only uh, social media that I'm on is Facebook. I'm I'm old, so yeah. everything else sort of scares me. It's all it's all garbage. <laughs> it's all garbage. <laughs> but it it feels like you're you're hosting a lot of events in Athens in. I'm going to mess up names at Bethlehem and other areas around town and stuff yeah. like that. Is that essentially you're promoting the event and you're kind of hosting and bringing these comedy? How does that kind of work? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah. So um, I guess technically I'm a, a producer and a host. So um, I, during the pandemic uh, I was approached by uh, Jittery Joe's here in Bethlehem, which is where I live. And um they wanted to start a comedy show and I knew the the manager there and I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, I'll find someone to host for you. Um, mm. But then 
I was just like, you know what? I'm not doing anything. I'm not really doing comedy because everything's closed. So um, we started a show on their patio outside. And then eventually they let us inside. And we've been doing that show for three years. And um, Impressive. I, so now I've, I've found like, I love doing comedy, but I've found a new passion in hosting and running shows and trying to help other comedians um, get spots, get stage time um because some shows especially in atlanta it's it's more competitive it's hard to get on shows so i'm my goal in athens is because i started in athens is to help the local comedians um get better and get more stage time um, but now i'm running four shows um maybe five uh i think i'm i may take over another show here uh in the spring so yeah it's there's a there's a lot more work to it than I was going to say when you say <laughs> you're running the show when I mean that means you're you're hosting it you're promoting it you're I'm going to promoting it you're you know alerting so and so and this and that and how it's happening and everything like that do you yeah. also provide security or how does that work <laughs> um not really no that's <laughs> really no we've we've never in my history of comedy there's only been one instance of like a physical fight happening <laughs> And that was, really? that was a while ago, but, um, <laughs> usually everyone's pretty cool. I, I try not to, um, the audience or audiences are usually pretty cool. And, um, especially in Athens, everyone's really supportive of the scene. Um, but yeah, security is mostly, it's usually who's ever running the show. Um, and I have, a, I, I help a few other people run shows too. And it's usually like, if someone gets rowdy, we just politely ask them to calm down and then. You know, we we haven't asked we haven't had to ask anyone to leave a show, which is well, that's good, really cool. Um, you know, you you see the stuff on like TikTok and Instagram, you know, where someone in the crowd like throws a beer bottle or you know tries or you know the Will Smith thing really made people think that like comedians were under were under attack or something. But I, I've never, I haven't really experienced much much of that in my in my time. But I'm sure it happens. But you know, I just don't, I try not to piss anyone off because I, if someone approached the stage, they would kill me. I would be dead immediately. <laughs> you you kind of mentioned it. I was going to say, cause, uh, with, so you were doing a little, were you doing comedy before the pandemic? Yeah. I started comedy in 2013, literally okay. when I left, um, the, the job we were doing. And, um, mm. I started, started out doing like two shows a month just to kind of you know get get my put dip my toe in the in the water as they say and um now i'm doing like you know between 15 to 20 shows a month which is cool it, it's fun i love doing it but you know i like you know it it you know so when you're getting home at like one o'clock two o'clock in the morning you know it takes a toll on everything else <laughs> but yeah, i yeah. enjoy doing it and you know i'm i'm having a lot of fun now where i uh it's cool running shows because I feel like there's a lot more because um, I've done a lot of shows where I didn't I thought that it it could be better. So now I have a lot more control over, you know, the the whole situation, how the show is run, um, which is nice. And I think I think people are appreciative of how I run shows because I try to keep them, you know, I try to keep them pretty professional and um, try to help everyone have 
a good time, but you know, they're not, uh, you know, they're not unplanned. Like I, I plan them pretty, try to plan them pretty well. I was going to say, well, it seems like, you know, in terms of the, like you mentioned being on a patio and stuff like that during the pandemic time when nobody would want to be near anybody, you know, touching stuff like that. So you're kind of taking things like that into account. So what, I'm just curious in terms of how do you think in terms of like, I'm mentioning that in terms of the the distance comics could be around people and that people now think it's okay to throw things at comics on stage like that. Is that, is that something that's just a recent thing or is that something that you kind of think has been changed because of I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little fascinated by the fact we've lived through a global pandemic, but yeah. continue. I mean, is that is that something that possibly has changed the way it is? Because it's changed the way people kind of view comedy in general, hasn't it? I mean, it seems that way. Yeah. Um, well, I think the biggest thing that I saw in comedy was the shift to like social media comedy, um, like the crowd work stuff, posting clips. Like during the pandemic, that's all most of the comedians that I knew were doing, we were trying to build our social media following. So when clubs and shows did reopen, you know, we could show that, Hey, we've been doing stuff. We have a following now. Um, but as far as like, that's a good but question. Are, I don't know. Huh? I'm curious. Are those people, are those people that you, that you're getting on social media that are following you there? Are they following you out to clubs? Are they actually, bringing their dollar to these clubs and such like that. I mean, obviously in some form they are, but is that, is that what was kind of expected? Um, You know, I've talked, I've talked to different comedians about it, about, especially ones that have bigger, bigger followings, you know, I'm talking over a hundred thousand followers. And they said that, you know, just because you have a ton of followers, doesn't mean that it equates to ticket sales. Um, Mm. I'm sure it does help, you know, once you have some like name recognition and, you know, people are, people know who you are. I think it's easier. It's definitely easier to sell tickets and help you, you know, move to like a headliner status. But um, yeah, I, I I think eventually it, it will, it does help ticket sales. And um, it, it just kind of gives you more of a, more of an edge over somebody that has no social media following. Like you can be really, really funny, but if, you know, you know, some some bookers will see you and be like, oh, you can't sell out my room. Like, and that's the, that's the name of the game for them is selling tickets. So it's just the, how it works, unfortunately. You know, I'm curious. You I don't say, blame them. <laughs> but I'm, you say, unfortunately, when you, when you started, when you kind of said like in 2013, you said, I'm going to try and do this comedy. Did you re- realize how much of it is the business side of it is the management side of it? Like, you know, you're describing the ability to sell out places and everything like that, instead of just the comedy itself, you know what I mean? Like where you're just kind of doing the art form as opposed to all the other stuff that goes into being able to do that art form for however many minutes on stage. Yeah. When I first started, it was all about um, just, and I think that's how you have to start is you start with, um, you're just trying to build like a solid five minutes. That's because once you have like a good five minutes, you know, you can do, you can do most of the open mics and like, you know, um, it's a slow build, but um, the business part of it, I didn't really look into until um, a couple years ago when I started running shows. Okay. Um, now we're, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out the best ways 
you know, how to, how to promote shows, um, how to, how to get the word out. Um, that, that's a whole other, it's a whole other thing. I, I've talked to comedians that run shows and, you know, we, we jokingly say that we miss the old days when we were just like writing jokes, you know, where it's more than that now, where if you're a comedian and you want to, if you want to work, you know, it's, um, you're writing jokes, you're performing, you're, you're trying to get better at that. You're also your own social media manager. Um, you're you're posting you're promoting shows that you're on if you run shows you're booking i mean it's a whole thing it and that's kind of about where i'm at right now where it's just like you know i've i've taken on so much more stuff and i'm not you know i don't i don't um i don't hate doing it i like doing you know sometimes yeah it, it, you get bogged down with it and you're like you know you'll 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 book a show and like you know, four people will come out and you're like, why am I doing this? This doesn't make any sense. But then you'll have a show and it'll sell out. And that's a cool feeling. So comedy is, there's a lot of highs and lows, unfortunately, you know, like, you know, I've, one weekend I'm at a club performing for a hundred people and it's like, whoa, this is amazing. And then like literally the next day, I'm in a bar with like three people and it's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm humble again. You know, it, it, it it'll humble you very quickly. <laughs> so what would be sort of, and, and I'll, what is the ultimate, like, what is the, the, the dream where, you know, you tap, tap somebody in the show. Well, this is where I want to be in five years. If everything goes exactly the way I'm dreaming for it to go, this is where I am. I'm doing this. I'm at this, I'm at this level. So far as comedy concerns, I'm, you know, obviously your your love life and parentals and everything like that's a different story entirely. But yeah, in terms of just comedy, what what would you what would you want? Um the main goal, I think, for me in, in five years would to be um at least at like feature status. That's where I'm like opening for um like road comics. Um, I'm doing like a 20 minute set before them. Um, that's probably the realistic goal. The, the lofty optimistic goal would be to be headlining, um, like touring, um, just getting, getting out there and doing different venues. And, um, I've started hitting like some of the Southeast, um, the surrounding States, which is, which is cool. It's nice to get out of Georgia, um, because when you go to like different states and people have never seen you, you know, you can, you can do some of the material that you've kind of gotten rid of because people have heard it so much here that you're like, okay, they've, people have heard these jokes. They don't want to hear them anymore. But then you, when you go somewhere new, it's like, you, you get that like spark again, where it's like, oh, we've, you feel, you feel good about um, your old material and, and what you've, what you've written. So. What's um, gotten last before, but it, yeah, it's, it's a, to a yeah. new audience. Because after like a while, there, yeah. After a while, you kind of get tired of telling the old, same old jokes, even if they work. Like if you're telling the same old jokes and you're killing, but like you don't like telling those jokes, it, it's a weird feeling. Really, you're like, I don't want to do like I don't want to be telling like you know. So I'm like that where I like to write some new stuff, like throw some new stuff in every now and then just to keep it exciting. Um, 
but yeah, that's, I would say that's, that's, that's exciting. Cool. I'm sorry, but that's exciting for you. Cause unless, you know, you've got a, a fan who's stalking you and following and knows all right. your stuff, they're not yeah. gonna, the only person who knows it, yeah. you know, it's some new well, stuff. It's you. like, so in, in Athens, we have a lot of like workout rooms, um, open mics and stuff. Mm. And, uh, it's usually the same people coming in and it's comedians and, you know, when you're in a room full of comedians that you've just done, like, you know, you do every show together, they know all your jokes. Like, okay, we can repeat right. each other's jokes. And so, like, <laughs> when I do shows like that, I, I usually try to just write some new stuff. And even if it's bad, it's like, oh, you know, we're open mics or are for discovering and working on new material. So, no. So what, what was uh, your influence? What did you... What made you just not, you know, who was the sort of influence that you said, well, that's that's what I would like to do. Stand up is kind of funny. Who kind of brought you into the who'd you see that was like, well, this is this is stand up. I think I could do something like this. Um, well, when I was a kid, I really liked uh like the Comedy Central presents stuff. Mm -hmm. Um I was really influenced by like um like Zach Galifianakis, uh Dimitri Martin. Uh, Mitch Hedberg I I really gravitated to like one-liner comedy um because I liked like the writing of it um but as far as like getting me into comedy you know there was that guy we worked with that did comedy um I remember his name but he did he he did comedy a couple times at like Laughing Skull in Atlanta and um oh I can't I think his name was like Nick or something yeah, and, I think I know. I remember who you're talking about. But I saw Sounds some of his. Familiar. I saw some of his stuff, and I was like, you know, I'd like, I'd like to give this a try. And I think I started writing jokes. I was writing jokes while I was working there, um, and I sat on them for like six months. And I would go to like open mics and just watch. And then um, a guy I went to college with, his brother, uh, his name is Caleb Sinan. He did. He was running a show in Athens. So I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll see if I can talk to him about being on the show. And now Caleb, Caleb is, he did like the, um, he did like a big fest, the big, uh, the big festival in Canada. I can't remember what it's called right now. Uh, Just for Laughs. He did the Just for Laughs festival. Oh. He's been on, uh, he was on, um, he was on Conan twice, I think. And he was on um, other late night shows. Um, so he hit it big. And so that was pretty cool to see someone that you're doing comedy with, you know, make yeah, take off moves. like a rocket. Yeah. And, and it's happened to other comedians here in Atlanta where, you know, you're doing shows with them, you're doing open mics with them. And then um, there was one comedian here in Atlanta. Her name is uh, Catherine Blanford. She did a, she released, she, um, she did like a set on for don't tell um, comedy, which is, they do they run a lot of shows everywhere and uh her video blew up and she's she's open for like david spade she's doing like the burt kreischer um stuff she's on like the the cruise ships um so she's she's doing big stuff and it's just really cool to see like you know because it's like you're hanging out in a green room with these people and it's like you're just talking and like hanging out and then they but they you know you're seeing them on they're, they're posting television and such. yeah it, that's so weird to see someone that you've hung out with on late night tv and you're like well, you know it kind of gives it gives you a little hope that 
maybe at some point something cool will happen to you <laughs> but <laughs> it may not as well but well i'm gonna i'm gonna thank you very much i'm gonna close with a completely fictional trivia question uh it's fictional because it's based on the comedy central list of 100 greatest stand-ups of all time which was posted on an imdb post about three years ago so you, you know it's legit um yeah. <laughs> i will say and i post this to you it starts with richard pryor george carlin and lenny bruce is the one two three so Okay. It does have some legitimacy in that sense. So from the one time I saw you, which was about three years ago, I want to say, and some of the clips that I've seen on Facebook, I've decided, and you kind of confirmed that your style is similar to that of Norm MacDonald. Yeah, uh, I love Norm uh, MacDonald. Uh, who is, you know, in my opinion, the star of Dirty Work, which is one of the funniest movies that... One of the best movies that ever made. To this day. Um, so... The question, the trivia question, I'm going to ask you, and if, if you, I'll give you a chance, but I highly doubt you'll get the number right. Which is <laughs> okay. what? Uh, what number is Norm Macdonald on that list? Uh, oh your hint, God! Your hint is he's in between Howie Mandel and Drew Carey. Howie so, Mandel is Howie Mandel above him. I, I, he's in between Howie Mandel and Drew Carey. I mean, I don't see. I don't. Howie Mandel. Oh my God. Uh, I would say. Hmm. You, 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 in my why? opinion, in my opinion, he would probably be in the top 10, but I don't think that's going to be uh, realistic here. Um, I will while say. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was, was going to say, say, while you're thinking of, of a, of a number, you can, uh, Plug any shows you have coming up in the near future if you want, and you, you still sure. be thinking about a number in the background. But go ahead, any any other upcoming? Gigs I will say, I will like say, that? I will say number thirty three. Um, also, this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I will be hosting at the Comedy Catch in Chattanooga. Okay. Um, um, and then after that, uh, I'm doing some shows in Athens. If uh, all my shows are posted on uh, landingfarmer.com, I keep that schedule updated. Um, I'm going to South Carolina soon as well. So what was what was the number? He's doing that. The, the trivia answer will be in the description for the next episode. No, Hopefully. no. <laughs> you just tell hopefully me there is a next time. And hopefully you'll successfully make it back to the terminal. If not, uh, I hope your travels take you safely home. I'm going to return to mine. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Farmer, for uh, coming on. And thank you for having me. Thank you all for listening.